sweetheart. Okay, I think we are ready to start. Yeah, I think if Chris is. Got a smile, remember? You gotta look happy. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, now. We are live! Everybody, but we're also on tape. We are. How's it, please, music? Episode 124 of Camaloops last week. Uh, Christopher Folds, Bennett, who was shoveling earlier, Magic, Mike, and Bill. One, two, four, or two, four. Two, four. Greatest receiver in Lions history. Mervin, Mervin. Swervin Fernandez. He played from 82 to 86. Was the um, most valuable player, outstanding player in 85, even though he missed the Great Cup winning game against Hamilton's 37-24. Came back in 94, and then lasted half a season, retired as a Lion in another Great Cup year. Uh, he was voted 42 on the all-time 50 players in the CFL. 24. Where were you when you were 24? What were you doing? Mike? Oh, here. Oops. Oh, ah. Oh, background. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what a start to the show here, folks. We love our sponsors at Volkswagen. We would never forget about them, ever. There's Bill. Bill and Bennett. Some camera time there. Yeah. Terry, low, 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 low rates. Oh, that. look at those beautiful logos. I feels, that feels a lot better. You know, uh, you asked me what I was doing when I was 24. Are you paying attention? Are we like, on? We're on the show right now. No, right? I thought like we're, we're doing, doing the show. No, we're fixing the cable. No, fuck. No, we got, we we're got on the cable the show, fixed. man. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, when yeah. I was 24, I was married uh, for a year. Okay, with the same wife? We, yeah, with the same <laughs> wife, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah with Monica. And uh, yeah, I was living on a, a house on uh, Dominion Street on uh, 1100 Block. And and uh, it was many years into uh, music in the park and, and uh, just... How was the first year of your marriage? Was it all happy or did you guys get into some fights or how... how uh, you know what? I, I'm not sure if Monica likes me or hates me and just puts up with me or I'm a little bubble that floats around in her world that she just is like, that shouldn't exist, but it exists here. Uh, yeah, things are great. Yeah, how were the first years of your first three marriages? <laughs> they three? Were all, yeah, they were all good. All good. They're all good. And um, they're, they're always good because you're still in that sort of honeymoon phase. Hey, eh? So it just goes downhill from there. But it's, um, it's uh, no, it, it doesn't go downhill. But what it does is it's like when you first meet someone, the infatuation phase is mm -hmm. what, what you get. And then you're, you're, you're so in, infatuated with someone that you, you know can't see straight. you know anybody that's infatuated with anybody right now? Who? What? Do you know anybody that's infatuated with anybody? No, I'm just right talking now? about relationships in general. That's why sometimes when you you might you might uh, you might it's, you have a buddy who who who's who who just can't can't uh, you might have some buddies who think your your buddy's girlfriend is not right. Like they don't really like her. They don't see what he sees in her. Yeah. Uh, whether it's I don't think she's attractive. I think she's a bitch. Annoying. I don't understand it. But if you're in that infatuation phase, it's almost like you're mesmerized. You don't see the world clearly, and that's what sort of like what the first year of marriage is like in a good way. And then it, and then it gets it gets it gets it's it's like you say routine. You, you're tolerated by your wife or vice versa. Yeah. But it's it's good. And, and the weird thing about marriage is almost like having kids. So now you're just in this banal routine and it's good. No 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 not banal. But it's 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 sometimes routine is comfortable and it's soothing and it's reassuring and it's better than say maybe the time between the divorces. It's really and good. Sometimes <laughs> you guys get to go on a soothing trip to to Spain and to France and. Well, that you know helps. what? Travel is education, and you're here to live and enjoy your world. You're only here once, so why not enjoy it and spend right. some money going to places that you can, you'd like to go? We love to travel, and yeah. uh, you learn lots of stuff. So, anyway. we got a great show today, Mike. Yeah, we, you were, we started off with 124, though, right? Oh, yes. So, uh, I don't know. Do you like this show? Like, 124? I thought you'd hate that number. Why? Oh, because it adds up to... Uh, you times it all together, you get eight. Two, well, no, actually, yeah, two well, times you do, four right? times one. But if you add it all together, you get seven, which ain't a bad number. Either. Oh, okay. So, well, we, we, all right. <laughs> Rain Man, again. Okay, uh, we do have a great show today. We have 
the last week Media Clique panel. I know you like this segment. I love this segment. I think it's really neat. It's the media all playing nicely together and, and really allows us to uh, look at uh, many different uh, stories that are going on in the We community. have uh, James Peters from CFJC coming on and Kristen Holiday Break, Holiday from Castanet coming on. We're going to talk about a bunch of issues and Folds and I will tee those up first. We also have from the Brown Rink, Team Brown of Kamloops, part of the fabric of this sports community, Sam Fisher, Samantha Fisher and Aaron Pincott because provincials are just coming up around the corner. It's time for vengeance. The people of Kamloops, they want them to um, bounce back after what happened to them last year. Victoria, so, Esquimalt, right? Esquimalt. Yeah, that's right. You know anything about Esquimalt? Uh, yes, we're the big naval, naval base. Canadian Forces base that's there. Right. Oh. That's right. Have you been to Esquimalt? I don't don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't been to there. I've probably driven. you driven no, by. Actually, yeah. I don't even know. I, yeah. where, where is it? It's by Victoria, right by Victoria. Oh, yeah. So I've been, yeah, I've been all over there, yeah. yeah. We got a gift. We got a gift overnight last night that I shared with both of you. Yep. Amazing. We used to work with a guy. Who's Chris Kuhn? Chris Cohn. Cohn. Chris Cohn. He's, uh, he, he's from here. His mom lives in Bachelor, I think. Uh, interestingly enough, he went to J School, journalism school at True, and his mom also went to journalism school, and I think they might have overlapped because she went back to school. And, uh, so and went to J School at the same time with his mom? I, with his mom? I believe, at the, I believe <laughs> she was there in her first year and he was in his last year. I wow. stand to be corrected, but it's kind of interesting. I remember Chris as being the guy who's, whose mom also went to J School. He, he worked briefly with a freelance for us. He worked on a news, or Merit newspaper for a while. He's a, he's a younger guy than us. He's, well, he's probably your age, about 40, and he's got... Um, about 30 kids. Yeah, he's got about 30 kids. It's crazy. <laughs> and he moves around all the time. He, he ended up being going up and being an electrician in Alberta, the oil field. Last I heard, he, he had moved the whole brew down to um, a little village on the border of Alberta, Montana, and he became the mayor. <laughs> and, and they bought an old church to live in as a house. Very interesting cat. Yeah, and he, so he watches the show, loves the show, he's a fan of yours. He, I worked with him for about three days in Merritt. He, I remember him, he remembers me. He sent us a hundred bucks, because he watched the episode and he said, um, or I said I'd buy you guys wings and beer if we reach 600 subscribers. He says, here's a hundred bucks, just Perfect. want for some beer and wing money. So, yeah. thanks to the mayor Chris, out there. Chris Cohen, the mayor of Alberta. The mayor of Alberta. My newest friend. Speaking of <laughs> gifts, I have a gift for you today, okay? I think I kind of told you about this, but I know you like DVDs. Oh, I do, yes. So, oh, yes. These oh, are, this is a Godfather. stash. You still watch DVDs. I He's do. I have, I have VHS, too. <laughs> yes, DVDs to VHS. Of okay, here you go. Is. This is, just for those out there, this is not even, uh, this is a declaration, not an opinion. This is the greatest show of all time. And if you don't think this is the greatest show of all time, you should be ashamed of yourself. Amen. I don't think I've ever <laughs> Bill seen Bill loves it. it. Band of Brothers is also Excellent. up there. Excellent. And this is, uh, here's, what, here's the thing, though. This is a, a really one of the greatest comedies of all time. It's the original Office, the English version. They only made two and a half seasons. There we go. That, <laughs> that right there is <laughs> the best movie of all time. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, yes. okay. okay. I'll, I'll grant you that. Uh, yes. What else is in here? I don't know why. That's not, this is not mine. Surfer Dude with Matthew McConaughey. The Ali D show, that was, that's right, funny right. stuff. Oh, good, awesome, I got Goodfellas yeah. in there. Goodfellas is Oh, and there. you're going to love this Johnny one. Johnny Darko is really interesting, Bill. The Last Waltz. Oh, I got that. That's and great. Yeah. This Faulty is the Towers. Coup de Gras. This is, this is maybe the Faulty greatest, Towers. Yes, the greatest that's great. uh, yeah. comedy. Dodge. They only made 13 episodes What's of this, and you Dodge can watch Ball. it over Dodge and over Ball. and over and over and over and never get sick of it, sort of like Seinfeld. Faulty Towers. 13 it, episodes. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a dodgeball. Manuel. 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 Do you have the Godfather in here? One, two, yeah, three. I do. I got the, all three Godfathers. Can I take? I'm gonna take them home and watch them today. I got yeah. nothing else going on. There you go. See? Isn't that your entire box? What's that? Isn't that your entire? You can take the whole box. Yeah, you can take the whole box. Well, I don't want the box. That's not you, the Godfathers. You no, you're taking the box. Box. I want box. you to take the box and watch them. Oh, it's, this is my, it's me being nice, but it's also my girlfriend cleaning out my house. <laughs> all right. Okay, there we go. Okay, thanks. Should yeah. we talk about, or do you want to, do you have any comments, Mike? Or <laughs> no, good? I, all I'm thinking about is a 40-year-old virgin when, when he's got his box of movies, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Kamloops news <laughs> before we get sidetracked by that comment. Black Press files for creditor protection. What does that mean for, for, what does that mean, first of all? Black Press is the largest uh, uh, news organization in, in, in BC. Uh, they, have, uh, they have community papers throughout BC. Uh, they have uh, all the papers in Hawaii, the Honolulu Star Advertiser, the Maui News. They have, um, they have a bunch of papers um, in the Seattle area, Sound Publishing, they have, and they have some publications in the prairies. They used to own us. They, yeah. they, they bought us off of uh, Sandy Wiseman and Clarence Wiseman in 1988, KTW. It was called it was a shopper back then. Cam's uh, Black Press bought them in 1988, turned into a three times a week operation, 
in 2010, they sold it to Bob Duell, Aberdeen Publishing. Uh, and then they, uh, to finance some other deals, they bought a bunch of papers of the Kootenays. Anyway, what happened is they have, I think it's $40 million in debt, and their cash flow is kind of low right now. I think it's $3 million. So they, um, they've been trying to sell the company because the, uh, David Black is retiring. He's the, he's, the, uh, he's the guy who started it all. He was actually in, the, in, in our office a few months ago. Um, and the family doesn't, they, just want, they want to sell it. So they've reached an agreement. They have some, uh, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a company no one's ever heard of from the deep south of the state, uh, United States, Carpenter Meeting Company. They own a bunch of small papers down there. They're willing to buy the company, but first they have to settle sort of some of the debt. So there's two investment firms, one in Vancouver, uh, that's holding some of the debt of Black Press, but they're going to put some money into it to try to try to try to uh, go to go to court to arrange payment to creditors. That usually means you're going to get so many cents on the dollar if they owe you money. There's been no uh, no talk of any layoffs, no talk of any closures. What they have said is if they can sort this out and uh, and the new owner takes over, they think they can keep going as is. But nobody knows. It's usually, not good news. It usually doesn't work like that, though, right? When this type of thing happens, it's usually a bad news for. Yeah, it's not good news when a company has to go and get creditor protection in uh, in Delaware and in BC Supreme Court to to, to 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 have the court say yes, okay, you can stop paying your payments and you can work out a deal. It's not a great. Like if you're working news. at the Peace Arch News right now, you were yeah. probably concerned. Well, they're all concerned. If you talk to I've talked to a couple people who work in Black Press down on the Lower Mainland. And one is not too concerned because they think it's going to be a good thing. It's a pretty, a couple of, another person is, is, is quite concerned because you see what's happening in the media. You saw what happened to us. Yeah. You see what happened with Glacier shutting down papers. They're no longer in the newspaper business. Um, even Glacier, I mean, Glacier owns Castanet, own part of us. You look at their stock, it's like 13 cents a share. That ain't healthy. The media, whole media landscape is, is completely bonkers yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, so hopefully it is something where it actually doesn't hurt them, you know, and everybody keeps their jobs. Well, but. we'll see. And it's going to play out like it's going to take mo- weeks or months before any decisions are made. And then we'll see what happens after that. So that's uh, concerning for all the people. They, they, they uh, employ 1,200 people in BC. Yeah. So that's a lot of people. Should city councillors, should city council stay in its lane when it comes to international affairs like the Israel-Gaza conflict? This comes from um, Nancy Beppel brought forth a notice of motion asking yeah. our mayor on behalf of council to send a letter to Ottawa to yep. Justin Trudeau, um, asking for ceasefire. A ceasefire, asking for unfettered access for aid for yeah, for the whole conflict yeah. area, yeah. Um, that that type of thing, mm-hmm. and, and to re- release all hostages. Yep. And there's been some backlash, I guess, to her, and she wrote a column in, re- in reply to the backlash, mm-hmm. saying some people saying to her, you know, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. It's not city council's business. Yep. And she says, well, it is our business. Mm-hmm. What do you think? No, it's not their business. And they should stay out of that. And if they're going to be in it, then they, they then go all in. I didn't see a resolution about, uh, you know, the, the Chinese government enslaving and uh, and persecuting various ethnic minorities. I didn't see any any resolution last year about what's happening in, in Yemen or in Somalia. I have I've seen nothing about uh, about all, if you wanted so to. You can't like, set, a pre- set a precedent and not well, do it for all these things. I, in her column, she, she argued that well, there there's other issues such as international students, uh, how much money they can, how many, how much money they can make per year, and how many to bring in. Well, that's different. That affects us locally. It impacts us hugely at, at True and the housing. She situation would argue here. that the Israel-Gaza conflict in, impla- impacts Kamloopsians. Well, it impacts people's lives who have families there, but yeah. so does every conflict in the world. Yeah. So does so does the Mexican cartel drug wars. I'm sure there's people right now. We have two Mexican restaurants owned by Mexican families. I bet you they have families and friends who have people who've been murdered in the on the border wars. Where, where does it stop and where does it end? What I'd like to know, I'd love to know, where was the resolution? <laughs> condemning Hamas, a terrorist organization, for going into Israel and starting this latest conflict by murdering, raping, torturing, and kidnapping more than 1,000 Israelis. Where were, did Nancy or anyone at city council, did they bring up a uh, condemnation? Where where was it? I don't know. My my thing is, do these, does this actually do anything? You know, when we write these letters to to Justin Trudeau and and Ottawa, does it, I mean, uh, I get, it's, it's maybe... The right thing is it the right thing to do? I mean, people call it virtue signaling. It's virtue, virtue signaling. Maybe, Some people but call does it. Does it actually get anything done when we say, "Hey, Justin Trudeau, we as a city are, are asking for this"? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so personally. But but my, my, my question is, why now? Where was your voice when this first started, October seventh? 
when you know more than a thousand people were killed just by, by by minding their own business and doing their lives. Yeah, you know you can you can condemn Hamas for going in there and killing, raping, torturing, and kidnapping thousand Israelis. You can condemn Israel for what may be and probably is a uh, an overkill and all the people dying yeah. and for the treatment of the Palestinians. Um, you can condemn both. It's not mutually exclusive. But a lot of these motions and a lot of these protests there, they're, they tend to be one-sided. And I don't see a lot of voice as to what started. I mean, we can go back to the biblical times, but what started this particular one? She wants a ceasefire. The ceasefire was broken by Hamas on October 7th, as far as I know. So I think it's, getting back to the main point, they don't have enough time or, or, or money or to get local shit done to fill the potholes, to clean the snow. Stick to the local stuff, allow the provincial and the national leaders deal with international issues. That's their job. Well, she, she argues that you know Canada has a history of peacemaking with things like apartheid, the conflict sure. in Ireland. Sure, Lester Pearson won a Nobel Peace Prize for the Suez Canal crisis. That has nothing to do with Kamloops. Nothing at all to do with Kamloops. And if you can't get it, unless you have everything done and you've got time to sit there and twiddle your thumbs, stay out of that. We have no no, we have no no place in it. And the way the way these protests and, and motions are worded, it appears that we're taking sides, even though they add the caveat, oh, victims on both sides, oh, and and the kidnapped victims. Well, where was the motion October eighth? So you don't think it's the right thing to do? What, what she's what she's doing? I, well, I'm, I, the, the, what she's asking? I'm mean? thinking why 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 cherry pick? There's a, there's atrocities happening across the world and in Canada every day. Why, why just this one? I, I don't want to call it virtue signaling. I just think any time there's this type of letter going to to our to Ottawa, what does it actually accomplish? And I think it, for that reason, unless is there is there history of you know us sending a letter and, and, and you know all of a sudden Canada's gonna <coughs> Canada's gonna do this because no. Kamloops sitting like no, I don't think uh, I, I don't. I, so, I don't think so. I think I think it just creates a unnecessary conflict, unnecessary controversy, unnecessary debate when we have other things we should be we be focusing on. They should stay in their lane. You know what we should be focusing on right now? Maca Ranch. Maca Ranch. Do you like chicken pasta or beef pasta? Better. What would you rather have a well, chicken it pasta? Are, are you talking about like just ground beef just thrown in there haphazardly, or where it's being carefully, lovingly made into meatballs and put into the pasta? It could be your favorite chicken Alfredo or your favorite spaghetti with a meatballs. What yeah. would you rather have? Spaghetti with meatballs is pretty fantastic, but fettuccine with chicken, it, with uh, yeah, with a cream sauce is like. Here's what I'm telling you: yeah. you can get both of those meats at Maca Ranch. And they're happy. And they're the happiest pastas you'll ever eat, no doubt. Farm fresh eggs, too. We talked about that last week. The chicken, they got pork, they got lamb. And that chicken, they got beef. Go ahead, Mike. My mom makes lasagna, full bread Italian. Uh, She uses chicken egg, like eggs in there. She uses uh, pork and beef sausage. It's like one of everything goes into the lasagna, and it is the best. Uh, I should get her to make one and bring it out onto the show. It's actually. all layered. Maybe oh, it's all layered. You put, cut it. It's perfect. Does she put cottage cheese in it? Uh, no. Some people. Monica do. does, and yeah. I really like that. I like it's that different, too, but yeah. my mom yeah. does not. Six fifty per pound. The chicken right now. Those birds are an average of four to six pounds. Big birds. Hormones? No. Steroids? No. No. Pesticides? No. No. They're not caged. They're not caged. <laughs> Eighty acres. Beautiful pastures. Rotating pastures. Macaranch on Facebook, Instagram, you can email them, info at macaranch.ca, brand new website, Mike. Stunning! Uh, you know, I haven't been to the new website, I should, I should go look at it. They deliver, you know that. Yeah, and they got low rates, almost as low as... Terry, low L-O-W-E? L-O-W-E. Right. Yeah. Hey, can you order right on the website? Absolutely. Yep. Oh, so it's really easy. Yeah. It's easy. Mm. And you pick up, they bring it here, I picked it up at the airport. Should these be allowed in schools, K to twelve, cell phones? I think they should. Uh, I should during 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 teaching. They should. Uh, if the teacher wants them out, they should put them in a box. Some classes do it. Salmon Arm does it. Uh, I think a lot of schools in Salmon Arm. My my kids uh, who went to South Cam, it was uh, it was teacher specific. Some teachers says you can use your phones. We're going to use them for our lessons. Some teachers didn't care. They had a few teachers who said, look it, you walk in, put your phones in a box. We're going to do our lesson. You grab your phones. You can use them while you want when you go out. I think that's the key. Should it be mandated by the government, like no. what Kevin Falcon and no. DC United wants to do? No, but it's in in October. I, I get, I get what he's saying, but no, because some classes you need the phones to use as a tool because we can't afford everyone to have computers or whatever they need to. Um, other, other classes are more sort of uh, artsy and laissez-faire, and they might want to use the fo- 
the, the phone. But if a teacher needs the attention because they're doing something really, really uh, intense like math or physics, um, there's nothing wrong. I think the teacher should have the last say, and the, they should put. If the teacher says in this class you're only in here for 50 minutes, it's not going to kill you to put your phones away. Let them do it. I'm surprised. I thought for sure, Bill, that Chris was going to come in with a 1994 Abbotsford take. 100% no cell phones in the bring back chalkboards. Oh, they should bring back chalkboards. And arithmetic with you know, the chalk like this yeah. and the four lines. No, no whiteboards. Yeah. <laughs> you asked so. if I had to vote, I'd say no cell phones in the classroom, but not in the schools. I heard one parent on, on Mike Smith program arguing that, well, if they ban in the classroom, I can't, I, I can't get a hold of my kid whenever there's an emergency. Well, it's only for that class. If there's an emergency, I'm sure they'll say, hey, you know, I'm, I have a nosebleed here. Or my appendix is burst. Go to school. Yeah, or, yeah or they, they can go down phone. to the office like we did in the old days. Yeah. And uh, you know, and phone, phone home. So if, if they if they mandate it, they can have exceptions though too, right? To the rules. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure the teachers' union is going to have something to say about oh, of it course. too, right? Yeah. You know, for me, every every kid does it. Does every kid have a cell phone? Does every kid have an iPhone 13 Max or whatever kid, no. it is? No. Or or you know, like so, it's it's not really fair unless they have everybody has the same tools yeah. i think it's important to use you know a, a cell phone as uh, as a tool i'm guessing that they would have extra ipads for those who don't have them you know if you're gonna do do it on your cell phone or, or do it on on your ipad that we can supply for you well yeah but i don't know i i, I call i'm i'm pissed off right now darcy pinio i called her three times my teacher friend to get her opinion so i could be armed with some arguments keeps on big league in my calls Oh. Well, there was a story on CTV I read yesterday, and, and they, they cited a, um, a psychologist, child, child, uh, a child expert. I think she lives on the Sunshine Coast of Victoria, and, and there are studies, and I, I linked to a study, and the study shows that it's defi you, you, there's definite learning deficiencies by kids and addiction problems for kids who are on phones too long. I remember, this is a quick story, when, when my daughter was in grade 11, or 10. I was driving her to school grade 10, so that's when she first got a cell phone, and she's 25 now, so do the math. And I remember we were leaving, we're rushing, and we're driving down the highway from Aberdeen, and she forgot her phone. And she was, go she was having a meltdown. Because <laughs> yeah. She was like, I gotta go back, I gotta go back. I said, no, I gotta get to work. You She's prone to meltdowns. You can, there, you, can do, you can go a day without your phone, and, and, and just the, the angst, anxiety, and the funniest thing was, how do I know what time it is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said, there's these round things on the wall still at school, I'm sure you can find out. But it's the addiction thing. It's like, they're, they're, and it's a, tr it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, having, taking away for an hour each, a couple hours a day, might not be a bad thing to help their mind and, and, and help their behavior. I agree with that. Yeah. It, it actually kind of reminds me of last weekend and how great of a weekend it was. Mike, you must remember better than me. Well, it's funny because we were, we were, uh, we did something that was weird and different. Totally, we actually took each other's cell phones and answered each other's texts. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, which, which was kind of funny. Um, I kept on calling Volkswagen. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I was racking up phone bills just calling, mm. calling Terry Lowe because I just. Well, he kept on calling too. He, he called Terry Lowe so many times to try and understand the low rates. I just yeah, do it. he's he just tried flummoxed. To, he tried to text it to me, and I, didn't, I, I <laughs> called them. Bamboozled. I said, "Can you send me a spreadsheet?" He did. I checked my email. I couldn't understand it, and then I tried to call him again. And I said, "Block number." Okay, so let me know. try this for you. Four point nine nine percent on the SUV Ws. Yes. Yeah. The Tiguan, the Crossboard. Do you understand? <laughs> you still you can't get it. Well, you know, I, I just recently uh, was looking at buying a vehicle, and it was nine nine 9.8% interest. Wow. That's, so 4.9, that makes a huge difference in your payments. It reminds me of the deal that I just got this week. I bought a Sealy mattress at Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center at King Size. Did it fit? Mm. Did it fit? We got the frame coming in on Friday mm -hmm. and the mattress being delivered on Friday. Did you get that cushy top uh, cushion thing on the top of it? No, we got the firm. We got the firm mattress. Yeah. We could have got firm or soft, but we went with the firm. Because I figure the firm will eventually become a bit softer. <laughs> you'll, you'll get ruts. <laughs> yeah. But you got to go to Gord's. You have to go to Gord's. You get a Sealy. They're blowout sales right now. This is no joke. I was just there again talking to Reese Wilson, and I was looking at all the like, little nick in the fridge. Basically, here you go. Take it away from us because there's a little nick in it, like uh, uh, discontinued disco models, they call them. Disco. Discontinued. Disco. Oh, disco I like models. that. Yeah. Discontinued. Here you go. Basically, take it for free. Not quite, but close. Disco fever. Get there right now. There you go. And you, you love McDonald's. I do. I love McDonald's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any more to say about McDonald's? Anything? Oh, yeah. just I, I was at McDonald's the other day. I grabbed a, uh, I grabbed a, a coffee, uh, just a small coffee because I had one earlier. Took the dog for a walk, and. Um, 
It was good coffee. Cranberry <laughs> orange muffins. That's, that's great. That's I, bought, I bought one for who? Did I buy one for you? Can you text orders at McDonald's? Because we had all those cell phones calling Brandy to just tell her she did a great job. Brandy Seek on at McDonald's mm. and the Festive McCafe season. You could do that. App. Oh, look at that. The yeah. app. Oh, look at that. Perfect. And then you, that's how you get your, you know, you used to have those little stickers, you get a free coffee. Well, you do it on the app now. You know, there's such quality um, community people at McDonald's too. Like when the food bank and the uh, train came to town, they were doing uh, coffees there yeah. and uh, hot chocolate. I think it was hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of quality people, James Peters and Kristen Holiday are outside waiting in the snow. So we're going to bring them in for the last week media clique. It's brought to you by McDonald's. Honestly, it's it's a lot better than I thought it would be. I mean, when I got here, there's no way I thought that you could like make a living off of like, working at McDonald's, but you can, and that's kind of like changed my whole outlook on what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I definitely can see myself staying at McDonald's because you know it's something that you can financially stay at, and I love it. So why not? <laughs> this was my last choice for a job. I I applied at different places before I applied here. And I am so glad I got the job here because there's nowhere else I could really see myself. I love McDonald's. I love everything about it. I love the energy. I love the people. Um, just a great environment to be in. It makes me happy. Um, I like making other people happy. Um, so yeah, eventually I'd like to be a GM and maybe uh, from there, move up from there. I don't know yet. I mean, kind of just going with the flow here. Up all smudged from the snow. This is a weird. I don't see yeah. any. Yeah. I don't see any smudging. Three, Great. Okay. <laughs> three dudes are like, yeah, you look, I know. You look fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. You watch it later. We oh, don't. We don't have close-ups though, so you're you're fine. Great. That's that a sounded, good thing. It's a good thing for all of us. Yeah, that dude's kind of. That sound sounded rude. rude. <laughs> we don't have close-ups, so uh, <laughs> you should be okay. We're gonna shoot as wide as we can. James Peters, Kristen Holiday, welcome back to Thank the you. show. Thank you. Let's talk about shows first, TV shows, and have some fun. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because we were talking about The Wire earlier. He says it's his greatest show of all time. Do you have a favorite show of all time, James? Uh, I really like The West Wing. Um, I really like, uh, we're uh, watching The Bear right now. It's brand new. Yep. That's, He's uh, winning a bunch of awards right now, yeah, too. Yeah, it stresses me out. It stresses me out. It's a, the... Um, it's a kitchen. Have you watched, has anybody watched The Bear? Did you ever work in kitchens? Yeah, yeah uh, I did not, no. You're watching it, you're, you're anxious, why. You're, you're anxiety. But yeah. the weird thing is, it's, it's it won all those awards in the comedy. Yeah, and that, you know what? It doesn't belong, it's no, a it's, drama. It's a, yeah, it doesn't it, belong someone, in the uh, Someone responded, because I asked on Twitter, what the hell is this? Because it happened before. And, and someone said, <laughs> and they said, well, they can enter in any category they want, and they figured that if they get into a drama, they have a less chance of winning. So you don't have comedy. to go up against succession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 fair enough. But it's bizarre. Kristen, what about you? Oh, um, I've been really this year. I really enjoyed The Last of Us. I don't know if you oh, guys yeah. watched mm -hmm. Last of Us. That That's on my list. Good. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, you know, I haven't actually watched The Wire yet, but oh, that is on my list for this year. It's right there. Really he, see, he, brought in, he brought in a lot of respect for you, I think, yeah. with that comment. I reference, <laughs> I reference The Wire in the newsroom all the time. Yeah. The scene about uh, the word evacuate. Yeah. You know that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what is it? I don't so know. It, it's a common mistake in news writing to say that people are evacuated. Yeah. People were evacuated. It's actually a building, a building right. or an area. Okay, because if people were evacuated, yeah, that's an enema. If people right. were evacuated, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a good scene <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good scene in a way. Well, who's the killer? Remember um, uh, Brian Burnham's favorite character? Oh yeah, oh, um, uh, Omar. Yeah, Omar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, he was he was a great. Show. I think did he pass away? Omar? Yeah, he did. He he passed Brooklyn. Away? Good. Yeah. 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 Sad. Yeah. Okay, way to bring us down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's move, let's move on and talk about cell phones. Uh, BC United. Kevin Falcons saying if they get in in October, they're going to ban them in schools K to twelve. Uh, do either of you want to share uh, thoughts on that? I did uh, an editorial on it last Friday, so I've kind of uh, said my piece about it a little bit. But yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't know, I can see where it's coming from, but I, it seems like out of the BC Conservative playbook, like more, oh, this new thing, let's, let's ban it. But uh, I don't know, I'm more of the opinion that uh, kids should be taught uh, how to responsibly use cell phones. Like, uh, in, in, we all have cell phones on us in our jobs and in daily life, and... Uh, we got to be taught how to not be sitting on them all the time. You have kids in school, right? I do. 
Do they have any thoughts on, have you, do they, they see have your call? They have but yeah, I mean, it's, it's important uh, if I need to get a hold of them. Yeah. Um, but that uh, that's not what the uh, BC United is talking about. They're talking about kids who are just staring at the yeah. phones, TikTok or whatever, yeah. all day long. Um, but, you know, I, I talk about it. We definitely talk about it with our kids uh, yeah. to, to uh, pay attention to the the teacher. I thought he would be in favor of this outright ban. He's actually not. No. I, really? No. Yeah. I, I would have thought so too, actually. <laughs> it should, it should yeah. be, as it is now. It should, it's, 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 it should be up to the teacher. Teacher specific, yeah. right? And some, like when my, my kids were in high school a few years ago, they would go to some classes and the teacher would, wouldn't care. Some teachers mm -hmm. would say, look it, I really want you to focus. Every class they had to put their, their phones in a box. The class was 50 minutes long, it's not gonna kill them. And then they get their phones back and then in the hallway between classes they can see if dad phoned or see what the, the friends say. That's what it should be. Were you surprised about that with, with his opinion on that? Why did you think he would be leaning a different way? I don't know. I I just I was thinking about this topic of conversation, and I was I was like, well, you know what? The, you, you might have an opinion on. Like yes. defy no, expectations. No, yeah. no cell phone. 1994 no, Abbotsford, right? But I see, like James it. said, I see where they're coming from because you know there was a story in CTV I mentioned earlier that um, you know that a psychologist, an expert in child mental health and they say there's studies that show that this adversely affects kids if not if not taught properly not just not just um, in learning but in um, uh, in outcomes but uh, behavior addiction all that stuff it's, it's it is it's the crack for certain generations so you got to you got to treat it with uh, for, I don't carefully. think it's going to be a ballot box issue for too many people no. they're going to the, the vote, yeah. oh the BC yeah. United are going to ban I'll, I'll yeah <laughs> no and, then, and even if they did bring a ban in the teachers you do would have something to say about it because they want to they use them they'd say okay then buy every kid an iPad or whatever because some some classes do use that as a teaching tool sure. for whatever reason I think you made a good point it's a it's like a BC conservative playbook and you're gonna see a lot more of that going toward October because despite what Kevin Falcon says about the polls they're probably very very nervous because yeah. the conservatives are coming on strong for whatever reason and you'll probably see them pick up some of their platform to appeal to the further right sure. of the center. Kristen any more on that one did you have anything else? No I mean I think it really just boils down to what people you know should should the government is it necessary for the government to have a you know far-reaching ban on cell phones in classrooms or do we just leave it up to the teachers and, and the school districts to deal with it as they see fit in their in their classrooms and in their districts. So yeah. that, that kind of is what it boils down to me. And yeah. Teachers know their kids best, right? Teachers know the subjects best mm -hmm. and, and, and leave it to them. They're the experts, right? Mm -hmm. Chris and I kind of already teed up the Nancy Beppel um, Council staying in its lane. So we've explained to the, to the people what we're talking about and you guys know we're going to be talking about it too. So mm -hmm. do either of you want to, Kristen, why don't you start with any thoughts you might have on it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, this is. There have been um, in the you know various letters being written in the news. There have been things kind of at both sides, right? Like, is this something that a councillor should be putting forward? This is nothing that a city necessarily has control over. Um, and I think what I've seen Nancy Beppel say and what others have said is, you know, a city council is there to represent its people, and this is something that is impacting people in Kamloops. I think Nancy Beppel said in in a council meeting that. Um, she's been approached by people, or she's met people who have relatives, people they know um, in, in in Palestine, who are being impacted by this. And so, that's uh, it's, I, you know, it, I think it's fair game for for you know one of the councillors to say, you know what, I've been approached by my constituents. This is something I feel passionately about. Let's see what the rest of the council thinks and put it up for a discussion. James. Yeah, I, I agree. I think council can say can make any kind of statement that they want to uh, make. Uh, they're sending a letter. That's the upshot of this. If if it goes through, um, they're not going to solve anything. They're not going to solve Middle East peace. Um, but if they want to spend uh, send a letter to the prime minister and the MP. Uh, that's fine. I wouldn't want to see a protracted uh, debate or discussion on on it. Uh, yeah. Either send a letter or don't, and, and get on with the business of the city. But uh, they can make this a statement if they want. Folds thinks that um, council should stay in its lane on all of these types of issues. Well, if you're going to do one, you got to do all. Right? Yeah. What if What if Heidi Coleman, who, who's the head of the Jewish organization in town, goes up to them and said, "Hey, how come you didn't do a?" Where was the condemnation of the October 7th massacre? Why, why, would, why didn't you do a, a letter to the government saying, let's condemn that for breaking the ceasefire, in effect? Where's the motion where's, does condemn anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah, uh, it does, but it doesn't. That, but yeah. Well, where was the motion in October, though? Yeah. Like, all these protests, all these letters, fine, I agree with it. You know, Israel is overstepping. Israel's, both sides are a pox on both houses, right? But where was 
the, the letters? Where were the protests after? Your point is that the cherry picking doesn't make sense. Well, okay. like I said earlier, okay, fine. You do this, it's coming from a good place. Okay, and there's people here impacted, right? Okay, well, there's, I'm sure there's a lot, of, a lot of people who are minorities who come from China who are being enslaved and persecuted there by the Chinese government. Where's the, where's the letter there? Where's the letter for the Mexican people who are killed by cartels who might have family here impacted? Where does it end? You could, like I said, you, there's atrocities everywhere in the world, even in Canada. And um, you mentioned about a debate. This is just going to make the, 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 the next council meeting that much longer. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's, it's unnecessary because it's toothless. So that's all I'm saying. My point was more along the lines of what you said. Like, it's not going to do anything, right? But I, I kind of seem like I'm the bad guy now because it. You know, there's nothing. I like the sentiment, but is it going to do? Is it going to accomplish anything by saying, "Hey, Justin, we don't agree with this"? Maybe it will to the to the uh, residents who uh, made that request in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, to Justin Trudeau or to maybe to Frank Caputo, who's oh, city of Kamloops is, is taking a stand. But you know, to the the government of Canada, no. Yeah. And certainly to the, you know, to the actual. Uh, you know, the, the most complicated uh, geopolitical issue of our time is Middle East peace, right? Like it's, yeah. in the grand scheme, no, it doesn't do anything. Fire Smart Coordinator, do you want to give us some background on, on, on what's happened here? with uh, the FireSmart coordinator. Yeah, absolutely. So FireSmart coordinator, um, so what we saw in the January 9th council meeting is um, basically council was told uh, in order to get some of the grants that we've been getting to pay for a lot of these um, FireSmart initiatives, um, now one of the requirements is we need to have someone on staff who's specifically going to be tasked with making sure some of these things um, come to fruition. Um, and then something that the fire chief Ken Uzalak said was that, uh, you know, regardless of, you know, obviously it's good, to, it's necessary to get the grants, we need someone in place to get the grants, but this is something that's important if we look at it from a big picture level. Um, someone in place in the city who can kind of tie together all of these little fire smart initiatives that, that have been happening here and there, all these kind of myriad projects that have been happening, to have someone who can tie it all in together and, and make sure that um, uh, progress is kind of accelerated on it um, is important. So that's, that's where that all kind of came to in the discussion and um, council approved it. So I'd imagine they're going to be looking for someone to fill that role. Good idea, James? Uh, I think so. Um, you, you look at the community of Logan Lake, which before 2021, I think had worked on fire smart principles for a good decade at least, trying to implement them in their community. 2021 comes along, the Tremont Creek wildfire approaches the community. Uh, not a single uh, property, I believe, not a single mm -hmm. property burned down in Logan Lake right. due to that fire, and the uh, community leaders credit their their fire smart work for that. Uh, they say it's evidence that this this these principles are they work. Um, and who am I to, to argue that? So uh, I think, yeah, I, I mean, if you're gonna you're paying staff people in the city of Kamloops to do all sorts of things, you might as well have one uh, dedicated to trying to prevent uh, wildfire damage. Yeah, Logan Lake was the first city in BC to be Fire Smart certified, so they worked hard on that. And the BC Wildlife Service just last year, after last seasons, two seasons ago, they went full time. They're year round now. They're year round service, so you need, you should have a year round Fire Smart coordinator. Why not? There's more than 100 fires burning right now in BC from the summer still, and that's in the and the snowpacks at 56 percent provincially and uh, 16, 72 percent in the two basins here. It's going to go up big time with this, but still, we're in a drought. And so this coming year is going to be brutal again. I just know it. We smoke. We all know that. So why not have someone there to try to mitigate it? It can't hurt. Lions Camp's not going to be here much longer. No, no they're going to be gone. I think people are going to start moving if we have another. It's, it's a serious thing. Yeah, yeah sure. it absolutely is. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, uh, economy, you know, livability. I've got family stuff. members who have significant Health. respiratory yeah. issues. Yeah. And if it's smoky here every single summer, that's a quality of life issue. And uh, you're going to seriously think you, about people, yeah. leaving it down. Hurts the boys' golf trips, too. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, we were all thinking about I know. Yeah, <laughs> when I moved to Kamloops, I was told Kamloops summers are where it's at. Yeah. Like the, you, you come here for the, the beautiful, they amazing were summer. The all of the years. activities yeah. you can do. My first summer here was the summer of 2021. Mm. And we all know what yeah. hellscape occurred during yeah. that summer. Kamloops, so. Mays, and Septembers are now the time. Shoulder season. Mike, yeah. I feel bad. I've been ignoring you this whole time. Do you want to talk about anything we've talked about? Uh, no, I'm just uh, mesmerized by the uh, in-depth conversations that are going on. Um, 
yeah, you see this as a real coming together for some reason. Like, I, I like you, it. But I you see this as like media is getting along. <laughs> something, you eh? know, back in 1995, speaking of 1994, I remember uh, opening up being 18 years old and opening up my music store here in uh, in Kamloops and trying to get with the uh, the other music store in town. There's two other music stores in town at the time, and I, I uh, challenged them all to a, uh, um, a bowling tournament. And they looked at me like I was from outer space. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was just trying to bring the community together, right? Because mm-hmm. you tend to not realize that you're working together for the same goal, right? So I, I, I like this. I think it's just all, all butterflies and puppies. In, in, I've been here for 17, going to be 18 years. It's changed in the last decade especially uh when i first got here it was competitive and not not necessarily that uh congenial Mm -hmm. yeah i I agree yeah it's it's good swung swung a bit i'm glad you guys are here (laughs) you want to tee up the councillor new stater topic yeah councillor new stater uh well the bc supreme court issued an injunction over the provincial law that bans drug use in certain public spaces and I think it's till March 31st after which I don't know what's going to happen maybe they're waiting for an appeal or something um, but it does not affect municipal bylaws that have been passed yet they have to be challenged in court they might be and uh, what did Katie say at the last meeting she's sent uh, urging people to send letters to David Eby and Mike Farmworth yep. the Solicitor General and the and the Premier to urge them to um, to continue on and and try to fight this injunction and to support communities that want to as Kamloops has, uh, cur- curb drug use in certain places, playgrounds, parks. Um, and uh, she's urged, because she was the author, she's the big proponent of, of trying, to, trying to stem drug use from being so widespread. Um, so that's just a big, big news story because it comes off on the heels of a, of a monumental um, court decision. Right? Anything to add on this story, Kristen? Um, no, I mean, that sums it up pretty well. I, I think, yeah, you, you had Katie Neustadter saying, look, yeah, send some letters to yeah. our, our provincial leaders and, and tell them what you think and, and tell them how concerned this yeah. is or how concerned you are about this. And um, then we had uh, Nancy Buppel a little bit later on in the meeting say, well, you know, there, there's a, a point on the other side to be made, um, which is that we're in a housing crisis, we're in a toxic drug crisis, people are dying. Um, and the kind of the culmination of all these things means that, you know, maybe having a having a ban in you know on sidewalks things like that you're just going to push people um, farther out of sight and maybe we'll have more deaths as a result so there that's the other kind of side of the argument yep. and um, yeah I mean it's that's that's why that's why there was the injunction right yep. it's, it's because of that yeah yeah those points that's that's what the the judge said he didn't even rule on the constitutionality argument from the nurses group he just mm-hmm. says it's 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 the health emergency itself is enough to put the injunction in there so James, anything to add on this one? Not much more. When it's before the courts, it's before the courts kind of thing. And and when they, you know, there's a final uh, opinion that the courts uh, render, then the governments will have to respond to that. But uh, no, I don't have a whole lot more on that. You did tweet about the black press situation the yeah. other day. Anything you want to share? We, we already teed that up. Well, I mean, you know, obviously the the nobody knows uh, better than you guys about the the erosion of local journalism in uh, our uh, larger uh, community of Kamloops, but Black Press uh, runs newspapers in a lot of much smaller communities uh, around Kamloops, and that is the only uh, media outlet that covers those communities. So it's a different, it kind of puts it in a different lens. I mean, Black Press owns uh, newspapers in Hundred Mile, Barrier, Clearwater, uh, Ashcroft, Cash Creek, um, you know, all these little communities around here. Uh, we don't know uh, yet what the future uh, holds for a lot of those operations, but certainly going uh, into uh, creditor protection and uh, sale does not uh, bode well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much out of time. Do you want to say anything else? No, we're good. <laughs> no, that's it. Give the pumps rush, eh? No, well, no, no. We, we got two more guests coming on. I'm not trying to be rude, but you got a we're over time already. To, you got a golf trip. I got to plan to go my golf on, trip or? in May. <laughs> so, well, that was good. That was fun. Oh, okay. What about um, anything from you on the black press? What about just your the, the state of journalism? Kristen, and, and what's big, happening? That's a, big, that's a big question. Okay, tell us about the state of journalism. <laughs> let's, let's go over the whole uh, media landscape right now. No, it's honestly, it is, it's, it's sad and it's scary. It's, I, I feel for all the journalists who are in a position right now where, where they're not sure what's going to happen in the next few months. I feel for all the communities who 
rely on these papers as a, a source of news. Um, I mean, I am kind of curious. Uh, I know there were some talks locally about starting up mm -hmm. uh, a paper in the mm -hmm. wake of Kamloops this week closing. Mm -hmm. How do you look at what's happening here in, uh, in terms of that move? Well, um, tough questions coming tough in question right now. Tough question because uh, we're still, uh, still, um, um, we're, we're still looking at it and. Um, had uh, we were yeah well it's <laughs> Ooh. We, we were this close yeah. uh, this close to um, announcing and uh, uh, something went sideways we had um, we had a lot of money invested we had investors we had people set up and something went sideways with the sales group and so it might not happen but it should happen uh, you know we had six hundred thousand dollars ready to go in the bank incorporated a company. Uh, totally pissed off at certain people right now. This is what you um, lose when you lose. Um, Newspapers, journalists asking questions like this, which get answers like this. The more of them, the better. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 it's, it's a it's a tragic thing. We could have a newspaper starting up next month. Um, it's not totally dead now, but it might be because there is uh, just an impasse with respect to compensation for one one sector of the of the paper. There's Everyone your clip, Radio NL. And um, <laughs> oh, are they clips out of this? Well, they can. Well, I don't know. It's they tragic. It's, they just, just it is. So. It is that. Journalism is a great absolutely. job. It's not a great business right now. No, it's uh, not a great business. Yeah. It's so. uh, it's something you do because you love to do it. Yeah. You take and pay you cuts to start a new paper yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I don't think they do take clips. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Know. They can if they want. I don't know if they even watch this show. Yeah. Those, yes. Some no. Some of them do. Okay. Let's end it there. All right. It's ten thirty. Thanks, James. Thanks, Tristan. We'll see you next time. Gourds, Appliance and Mattress Center T-Swift Trivia, featuring Reese Wilson. What does Taylor's father do for a living? Is it, got the options? Is it A, a lawyer, B, a financial advisor, or C, a computer programmer? Ooh, I feel like it could be any three of those. Oh, this might be where I fumble. I want to say financial advisor, but I feel like I'm wrong. You are right. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, let's finish off with the dishwasher. Yes, and then we have this disco model as well. This is a Frigidaire as well. Um, it's regular $5.99. We're blowing up for $4.99. Price is negotiable. Um, <laughs> this is a really good model. It's just super basic plastic tub, um, but it is just last year's model, so we are blowing it out as well as we do have lots of more disco blowout models on the floor for you to come check out. I forgot we have to talk about something. You haven't broke the news to the world. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so everybody, I know we've all been rooting for me. I got tickets to the Eras Tour in December in Vancouver. The last show. The last show, right? The last show of the Eras Tour. The one with your mom. Mm -hmm. It just randomly hits me sometimes and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to the Eras Tour. You're going. You're <laughs> I don't going. believe it, but... Gourds, Appliance and Mattress Center T-Swift Trivia, featuring Reese Wilson. There we oh. go. We're being very picky. Oh, there wow. we go. Thank yes. you, Mike. This light is bright. Right, eh? <laughs> makes, makes my face look like what? it's sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> I might. <laughs> Have you, you know, seen the movie Powder? SPF. Powder, you remember that movie? No. Oh, that was oh, about this all-dino guy. That's we look like okay bad story because you don't know you don't know the movie. Don't know the story. No, really? Oh, you know the movie Powder? I know it. Okay, thank you, Bill. Bill would know it. <laughs> Samantha Fisher, Aaron Pincott, Team Brown, Legends of Kamloops Curling. Mike, icebreaker. Okay, you're gonna like this. I asked Samantha when she was walking in, "Have you been in here before?" And you have, haven't you? Yes, a long time ago. Why? Um, Mike's sister, Trish, actually used to run some little clinical things for young women, and hey. I attended some of those. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. my sister loved doing that kind of a thing. She still does a lot of that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, okay. What was, what was it she was doing? Uh, she did all sorts of things. When she was a teenager, she started this thing called AFY, Alternatives for Youth. And the idea was to teach people how to put on concerts and, and empower them to do things. And as she got older, she started to do things for women to help uh, women empowerment into getting into business and doing positive uh, life changes, that kind of stuff. And she still travels all over uh, all over the world right now doing that as well. So, And that's kind of what your deal yeah. was with her? Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was a long time ago, so it's hard to remember, but a couple of those things. And 
learned a lot, which was cool. So one of her things was, yes, you can. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, still is. I see it on her Instagram all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, cool. you can. Can you win the provincials? I yes. hope so. <laughs> That's the goal. Before we talk about that, um, I've never asked you, do either of you have kind of a a lucky piece of equipment that you use, or any type of superstition. I think Max still uses those old broom, that the old corn corn broom, right? Or do you have anything like that, either of you? Nothing like super. No, I like to use the same. Like I like to use the same broom the same every broom. time, like to sweep with. But and you don't change it throughout the season. Uh, no, we do not this year. We didn't. No. No. New Floors is a big sponsor, obviously. Yes. Plug. Yeah. yeah. Big plug. Oh, <laughs> Penticton, yeah. not the Camloops one. Camloops as well. Yes. Okay. Oh, you just yeah. changing up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, they both sponsor, so nice. they're our title sponsors. Yeah. So shout out to them. We're cool. Super thankful. But yeah, nothing super. Corinne had one broom she was really attached to for a long time. Yeah. But she finally parted ways with it. No. What about shoes? You keep the same shoes, or did yeah. you anything like you know tie your shoe in a certain way or get ready in a certain way? I know some people you know play popular football players. When I go curl, I curl on Tuesday nights yeah. and erect, and I'm, I'm horrible. Yeah. But I have this weird thing where I have to, you know, put on my right shoe, and then my left shoe, and then tie oh. that shoe. Into, anything like that? No. No. I mean, I I tape up my one um, trailing foot, and I'll like once I start an event, I don't like to change the tape. There you go. But there's that's the, not like, there's some superstition yeah. right there. See? That's not. <laughs> little OCD over here. That's good. I mean, if I that's had good. to change it, I wouldn't like totally throw me off. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I think like we've all adapted to like. You just kind of take the week as it comes. So, yeah. too many super superstitions can yeah. get in the way. Yeah, more so like the routines. Yeah, I'd say. yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about yeah. next week. It's big, provincials. Mm. Um, why is this a big event for you, other than the BC Championship? Are there other things? Is there some unfinished business from last season as well that you'd like to uh, overcome? I think a little bit. Um, I think any curling season though the ultimate goal is to win provincials and, yeah. and head to the Scotties so it kind of feels like similar in that sense is that's kind of what we're one of our main goals at the start of the year and throughout the summer as we're training and coming up with our season plan that kind of stuff so it's it's, it's a bit of relief honestly that uh, the Scotties aren't in Calhouns yeah. because it doesn't feel like there's really any added pressure yeah. as opposed to last year. I, I do feel like we handled the pressure like pretty well last year, and it just could have gone either way. But yeah, this it just year, didn't honestly, go either way. It feels, I mean, honestly, a little less stressful because yeah. it's. Has what it's, happened last year weighed on your mind or motivated you in any way throughout this season? Uh, I think. Obviously, it was disappointing to lose the final last year, but looking at the provincial, um, the provincials as a whole, we had a really good week. And I think that we took that and we ran with it this year, and we've had a spectacular season thus far. And I think, I think we both agree, like going into this, this coming week, it's just, just keep doing what we've been doing and, and put ourselves in a position to win, and that's all we can ask for. You won the crown, silver at the Prestige, third at the Autumn Gold Classic, four quarterfinal exits. You ranked seventh in Canada. That's pretty good. 23rd in the world. So you've said it's been a good season. Any thoughts um, from you on the season so far? Yeah, I think um, obviously we kind of hit the ground running with a new teammate and had some great results early. And the fact that, you know, consistently we've, you know, had playoff appearances and, and really competitive games against I think our first like few events, we didn't play a team outside the top 20 in the world, and we were doing, you know, f pretty well against them. So that was super encouraging. So, um, yeah, it was. It's just been a matter of building and kind of trying out new things with Jen, and even just different like strategy things, um, implementing maybe some more aggressive strategy, which has has paid off. Um, like what? What's what's some more aggressive strategy look like? Uh, can't you can't, can't tell us? Okay, okay, okay. No, um, <laughs> uh, no, we just uh, just been mixing it up a little bit more with more rocks in play. Um, you know, Jen, who plays a lot of mixed doubles, like her strength is really the touch game. So we've really been able to kind of capitalize on on some finesse shots uh, through the middle of the lineup. And then uh, Skipper's been making a few good ones along the way mm -hmm. too. Sam always sets us up good, so we don't need to pump <laughs> her tires anymore. <laughs> But uh, no, it's it's been uh, it's been a good season, and so we're just yeah looking to kind of keep that rolling. Yeah. If if the standings hold true, we're setting up for a Brown Grandy 
clash. Is that what you want? Do you, do you, if you had, if you could have it your way, would you want the chance at having that rematch in the final? Um, I mean, I, I, I hope we're in the final. Yeah. First of all, you know, goal, goal obviously throughout the week would be, you know, short-term goal, make playoffs, keep, keep her going. Um, I don't know. I think like we'll take anybody if we get them. Yeah. Great. Like, let's have a great, great game, and they'll come to play as well. So. Just hope we can come out on top. You just want to win, and you don't care who, who you have to exactly. be in the final, basically. <laughs> exactly. Esquimalt. Any good vibes? Any good history with Esquimalt? <sighs> oh. That's a heavy question. <laughs> really? Um, no. Not, like, not good or bad. Corinne and I played in Esquimalt in the same arena, actually, in the 2017 um, Nationals. We didn't have a fantastic week. We didn't have a horrible week. Um, but it was a great, great venue, so just going in with an open mind, I think, and forgetting the past. Any questions from <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, uh, none of it is not sending a team to the Scotties. And I've read something where that might open up another slot for teams that don't win provincials. How does that work? And if you don't win the provincials, what's, how, how do you get in there? Is, is it offered another opportunity? And how, how do they determine that? Uh, yeah, so it'll be based on CTRS points, points. Yeah. yeah, so it's super close right now within the top, I think, 10. Well, mm -hmm. there's, there's wildcard teams already established yeah. with uh, Jones and Holman. Mm -hmm. um, but from, I think, Laws to, you know, the top 10, it's super yeah. close. So statistically, I think we'd be in the mix depending on how the other provinces shake out and that kind of thing. Right. But you don't really want to no, rely, rely on, on that. that. But it so, is another yeah. way in, yeah. possibly, right? Potentially, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. But the right uh, teams won and the yeah. right teams lost. Yeah, depending right. on how many points each provincial is worth. I don't right. leave that to the math people. Yeah, it's a very yeah. complex thing. Yeah, so try not to think too much about that, Yeah. Honestly. Do you value these big events more as you get a little bit older? I'm not saying you're old, but you've, you know, you've been around on the curling scene for a while, and I think maybe when you're a bit younger and you, you win early or you, you get to these big tournaments, it kind of feels like it's going to happen all the time, but you, you don't know how long your careers are going to be necessarily. Do you, do, you, do you value these moments a bit more now as you get a little bit older? Are we old? I, <laughs> well, I know, you're, not, you're still young. You're, you're not even, what, 20? We're not in our 30s yet. 30 yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, late 20s. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, you never know when your season's, or when your career is going to be over. Um, so I think every time you step out on that bigger stage, it's just go out there with the intention of winning, and, and hopefully you get that win. And, and then if you get next season, great. If not, then you did all you could. Anything to add on that one? No, I think, uh, obviously, I mean, personally, it's been a few years since we've been in the Scotties, so I think, you know, hopefully, now that, you know, we had the two back-to-back -back and then a couple years, a few years off now that, um, you know, if we make it back, I think I'll appreciate the moment, too, a little bit more, not knowing that it, you know, doesn't necessarily come around every year, but... Yeah, well, do you, do you guys have some kind of pack that you're going to keep Team Brown's going to keep going for a certain amount of years? <laughs> do you know how long you're going to be around for? No, um, it hasn't been a discussion. Yeah. No. Like, we, we just take it season by season and, yeah. and go from there. Mm -hmm. Has has is Jared been curling this, this yeah, season? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's skipping a team out of uh, Vancouver, actually. And how, how have they been doing? Good. They're, um, I, they'll, have, they'll have a good go at Provincials, I think. So they'll so. be there with you at the same, yeah. same week? Yeah. And Matt is having, they're having a good season, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in. he's at the, he's <laughs> in the, he's in Red Deer right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which team yeah. is he barnstorming for, for now? What, what, what province has picked him up? Uh, <laughs> you don't even know, because it changes Manitoba. every week, right? Okay, they're in Manitoba. Where he was born. <laughs> I know, I know. Chris <laughs> can't understand. Yeah. He just, no, he's, I don't yeah. get that. I want, my biggest question today is, explain to me, as a guy who knows nothing about it, a guy who plays curling, but doesn't, explain the no-tick rule. Yeah. We've got a lead lady right here. Um, what is a no-tick rule? So the no-tick rule is the first two rocks set up by the other lead. If they okay. put them on the center line, touching the center line, then the opposite lead cannot tick it off the center line. Not even touch it? Not even touch it. Okay. Oh, you, you could, could touch, touch it. it. If it stays on the center line, it, yeah. it stays. Yeah. If it ticks it off the center line, it, it goes. Like, it gets pulled and the rock goes back. 
Um, basically, they put this in, in place because leads were getting so good at the tick shot. It used to be a shot that was rarely made right. and um, was kind of considered a very difficult shot. But now it's so so much more common that... Yeah, leads got really good at it. We practice it. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, they just said, let's let's make it a rule and, and make it a little bit more interesting. Keep those two rocks up there for, you know, a yeah. couple more shots and... and mix things up in the house a bit Similar more. to the free guard rule, I guess, or exactly, whatever. You can't hit, yeah. knock out, rock out until the fifth or sixth or whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mike, you Good. must care a lot about the no-tick rule. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I just think that they should just let the classic game be classic and, and everybody just do their thing that they've always done for time immemorial. You're a traditionalist. Yeah, when it comes to the absolutely. Rule. I knew you would. He, he thought we were talking about dogs and, you know, when they get yeah, into the fur or something like that. Yeah, Lyme disease. Right. Yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, that's what he's thinking, Lyme disease. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Scotties this year, the National Scotties are Calgary, right? Mm -hmm. You were, you're, you, the COVID year you were there mm -hmm. at the Scotties. Yeah. Any, do you like, is it a good rink? Is it a good, good rink to curl in? Do you like that rink? Uh, it was pretty quiet last time. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. no fans, so, um, you know, going from the Moose Jaw Scotties, that was super well attended, and, you know, Saskatchewan folks are, it's a curling province, so that was, like, electric to ghost town it was quite so uh, quite odd so mm -hmm. hoping that uh, you know if we do make it back it'll be packed house so what yeah. would it mean to you to get back you get to the, get to the Scotties for me yeah. um, I never won the provincials to go to the Scotties last time was a bit of an asterisk I got fortunate enough to land on the team that got to go um, so for me it would be awesome because like I said my family didn't get to be there previously when we were there with the COVID bubble so I think it would be really really exciting, really monumental for us. And these guys all wear their Scotty's necklaces, which are quite important to them, and I don't have one yet, so I'd like to earn it. And you come from a curling family. Like, your, your dad's Brian, correct? Yes. And he, he's also a provincial champion curler? In juniors, yeah. In juniors. Yeah, back with, uh, in 1990, I think, with Jim Cotter, he played. Right. So, yeah. Imagine him watching you curl at the, the, the Scotty's. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, that's it for me. You got anything else, Chris? No, that's it. I, I'm looking forward to uh, following the um, the uh, the action. And in fact, Czech TV is going to show the semifinals and finals hey, on, there we uh, go. On, on on regular network TV, which is, is it cool. The uh, Sunday final. Uh, I think yes. so. Yeah. Sunday yeah. final. Yeah. And it's next week. Tournament starts. Correct. Yeah. Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. 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 Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Volkswagen. Great job today, Mike. You were all over the place, fixing the curtain, outside, talking. Bennett was shoveling. Great job. Bill, great job today by the Lee's Music crew, I have to say. Proud of you guys. Oh, that's really... Are you dying? <laughs> <laughs> what do I want? I want your thoughts on the show. I like the media panel show because you get diverse opinions here. It'd be nice to have some more people in there from other outlets. Maybe if, uh, you know, uh, uh, Doug... Herbert, come, come on, or maybe someone from... Uh, well, I asked the CBC, and I asked Rob Polson, and he said he'd have to run it up the ladder, and there could be some kind of issues with their oh, I think, know, uh, policies. I think maybe our time is tough, too, because they're just getting done the uh, the morning show there. But, they can uh, get Actually, they can here. get here. It's 9.30, right? Well, they only work two hours a week, though. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So they should... Uh, they I should know that the here. Wren wanted to uh, have a participant at some yeah, point. So. Yeah, okay. Well, down the road, we can maybe include other other people there. Um, just to see what they're what They're what establishing they're themselves, about. though, with every week that goes by. I know NL was offered. I don't think, um, I think Brett would be agreeable to it, if he, Brett Manier, if he wanted to. I can't remember what he said. He's not, he wasn't against it. Maybe, we'll, Mike, you think that we're all just kumbaya now, all the media, right? I, you know, you know it, it's, uh, of course, everybody wants the scoop. Everybody wants to have their organization to be the, the main trusted one. But you know what? Coming together and, and talking about it as a community, I think, is nothing but... Um, but a positive look yeah. from uh, Joe Public. Cool. Yep. On our way to 600. On our Be way to 600. And we already have an established party fund for 600. We so. got 100 bucks in the fund from Chris Thanks, Cohn. Chris Cohn, Thank Mayor of Alberta. For beer and wings. Yeah. And we can't do this show without our sponsors. We just can't. Terry, low, low, low rates at Volkswagen. Gord Stevens, Steve Rogers at Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. I just bought a Sealy mattress. I believe in Gord's, benevolent people. Brandy Seacon, you believe in them. I, I, cranberry orange muffin is my favorite, and they are going to add McMike one day uh, to the burgers. McDonald's, Kamloops, 
Maca Ranch, we believe in them. We put our money where our mouth is. You didn't. I haven't but yet. <laughs> but, but it's easy to order online. So it I is. Will. You can order on macaranch.ca. And to the Camelos Blazers, uh, we're going to have somebody on from the Blazers in the next couple weeks for their segment. And us. very importantly, what is that? That's this, been there this, the whole time. This Sunday is a big, is a big gambling day because it's the divisional playoffs. The <laughs> Buffalo Bills are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs in a rematch of last year, but it's in Buffalo. Buffalo's favorite by two and a half points. I'm going to take Buffalo and give the points. This is the year. And I think they're going to win on Sunday. I told you about the story with the Jim Kelly jersey that I won? No. In White Rock over Christmas. I went to a bar that I this never... This recent Christmas. I never go to, yes. Um, Sawbucks. Once a year I, I went. I drank beer I never drink, which is Bud Light. And there was some kind of contest. You know, you have a beer, you get a little ticket. Yeah, yeah. And they were giving away something. I had no idea what they were giving away. I was wearing my, my Jim Kelly jersey. I won the contest. And we there's a bunch of jerseys they're giving away, but you didn't get to choose which jersey. They give it blind. There was a Jim Kelly jersey hanging out there. That's what they were giving away that night. That's what Whoa. I won. That's a sign. Think about how, we, why would they have, it was a new, brand new style Buffalo Bills jersey. Yeah. Why would you have Jim Kelly on that jersey? Why wouldn't Josh Allen be on that yeah. jersey? That's and what I, was I walk thinking. in, and you knew that. Yeah, you knew that. It's crazy. He, I, I went and put 100 bucks on the Bills to win a Super Bowl. I knew they were going to win it anyway, but I'm yeah. telling you, there's signs right now that this is the year. Well, for my survivor pool, there's 37 left out of 65. You've got to get two of four right against the spread this week. I'm taking Buffalo. And if they don't, and that causes me to go down, I want you to reimburse me for my entry fee. I won't do that. But I'll tell you this. Nobody circles the wagons like, like the, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. That's right. uh, can you explain what you're wearing? It's a, it's a buffalo. Okay, it's a buffalo, it's yeah. This is the Buffalo Bills logo. And my mom bought this before me. God rest her. Um, bought this for me. God rest her soul. And, and how old is it? What, what's the deal? Like, well, so it's just like you're supposed to wear it on a hat. So if you're, you go to a game, you're cheering for your team. Yeah. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. Bills I, I've never seen anything like it. So that's yeah, for, for me. I think it's kind of neat. So what, what, circa, what year is that? Oh, this is, I mean, she bought this for me probably 2005. Oh, cool. It's been okay. into a lake. We fell out of a canoe one time. And uh, in, in Siki, you, you wore it canoeing up Mara Lake, and I went to get the first thing I got not in my wallet, not my keys. Yeah. The flotation device, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, okay. Email Camlist last week at gmail.com to sponsor our show for Christopher Folds, for Bennett, for Magic Mike, for Bill. I'm Marty. We'll see you last week. Wee. Mm-hmm.